This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. In this week's In-Ear Insights, we're talking business development, or as uh, some folks will call it, just plain old-fashioned sales. Uh, it's been a, a topic on the minds of everybody as the economy starts to come back to normal over the next few months, as uh, life hopefully itself returns to normal You know, as, as we uh, wind into the second half of the year. So, Katie... What's on your mind? What's got you, uh, well, I wouldn't say you got your hair on fire, but what, what are the things that, that you have been thinking about and, uh, and some possible uh, ideas? Well, I've been thinking a lot about our, the biz dev for Trust Insights, you know, really trying to disassemble it and put it back together. Um, you know, and one of the things that I've been focusing on is the qualifying questions. And so for those who aren't in sales, the qualifying questions are the questions that you ask up front of a prospect to determine whether or not they might potentially be a good custom, customer for you. So it's those qualifying questions that moves them further into the funnel of a good qualified lead or someone who's maybe not quite right at this moment. Maybe you still want to put them into some sort of a nurture campaign or you just want to disqualify them altogether as a customer. And so I've been really focused on sort of that initial, if someone expressed interest, how do we get them in the door? And so when we think about, when I think about how Trust Insights attracts customers, a lot of times it's someone who knows exactly what they want and they reach out to us and say, I have a problem, I need you to fix it and you're the only one who can fix it, um, which is great, but that means that we are reliant on people to be aware enough to know that they have a problem that they need fixed and to be aware of us, that we are the ones who can fix the problem. So that's not a sustainable sales model from my from where I sit. So um, I've been really looking at what other things could we be doing to bring in new business. And one of those tactics is the qualifying questions. And so it occurred to me that there's a general set of qualifying questions uh, in sales. And so that's great, but that doesn't necessarily work for us. And so I've really wanted to think about, you know, what specific questions do we at Trust Insights need to ask in order to determine if someone's a good candidate or a good customer or not. So I've been really thinking about, you know, that aspect of it. And also, you know, how do we bring people in the door and drum up more interest? And so, you know, there's a lot of different things that we could be doing. And I, I think we've tried a lot of them. I don't know that we've necessarily hit on the thing. Um, when you think biz dev, Chris, what do you think about? Oh, God, I uh, <laughs> years ago, I went through a Tom Hopkins uh, sales training uh, system along with like five others because I actually used to horrendously work in sales. I was terrible at it, by the way. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I was in technical recruiting, which is a, a, a you know, prop my hats off to people who can actually do that job because mm -hmm. it is one of the few jobs where the product can unsell itself. You know, once the candidate opens their mouth, it's out of your hands <laughs> as, to, as to what happens. Um, but the big thing that I remember in, you know, in the first days working, um, my uh, my sales coach had said, "Look, you know, there's this framework from the '60s that still works today. IBM's framework uh, called BANT, Budget, Authority, Need, and Time Frame. You know, does the person that you know the company you're working with do they have the budget, right? Because if they, if they can't 
find the budget in some way, uh, it's it, it's a no-go. Is the person you're talking to, do they have the authority to even make a decision, right? If, if they're not the decision maker, then who is? Um, is there a need, right? What's what's the actual problem? Uh, do they have the problem they were, that you're trying to solve? And then, you know, what's the time frame for them making a decision? Um, if they say, oh, you know, we don't really have a time frame, then, then that probably goes along with need to say it's not urgent, which means you're not going to get the budget. And mm -hmm. There have been a number of folks in sales uh, over the years who trying to sell their own frameworks have uh, attempted to discredit this one. Uh, but it still mostly works, right? It, it makes logical sense. If a company doesn't have a need for what you do, it, nothing else really matters, right? If they can't, if it's not urgent enough to make a decision, there's no time frame, then you're, you've, you've got a bad, you've got a, an unqualified lead. If the person talks to you can't, doesn't have the authority to sign on the on the line, or uh, you know, or a strong influence on the process, it's not going to go very far. So, when I think about business development, I think about can we get that information? And a big part of of that, and it's, it's something I think every company struggles with, is is that need part. That's the core, right? It is if there is no need for what you're selling, you will not sell anything. And I think for us, and for a lot of companies, the question is. Does the audience have legitimate need? And if they don't, can you make one in, in a way? There's a really good book I was uh, reading a summary of over the weekend by Jonah Berger on, on reducing barriers to sales, you know, essentially persuasion. And one of the things that they were saying in the book was <clears throat> a lot of the time when it comes to persuasion, we try to push really hard, right? Here's some more facts. Here's another webinar. Here's another fact sheet. Here's, you know, 15 new blog posts. We're trying to push something onto somebody and people just naturally, I mean, we, we find this in normal life, right? We, we resist, like, stop doing that. <laughs> like that, like, like that jerk was like, Hey, I just want to bubble this up to the top of your inbox. You're like, stop it. <laughs> I don't want that to be, I, you know, you, you, you've guaranteed you're in the last place in my uh, email I read today. And you're saying, what else, what can you do to, instead of pushing more things on people, how do you reduce the barriers? And a big part of it for us, you know, and for all sales is comes down to need. If there's a need, then the person will find their, the way to a budget. The person will have a time frame, right? Which is right now, I'm, you know, this hurts, <laughs> please fix it. Um, and the person is not the decision maker, uh, but is close to it and and it's urgent enough need, they will find a way to force the organization to, to get it. So it, it comes down to that. So when, when you say, you know, how do we think about selling and, and what does it mean? It means finding and eliciting that need and then letting and encouraging somebody to sell themselves. So what's interesting about what you're saying is 10 times out of 10, we see that the prospect needs the thing that we're selling, but there's a disconnect there. Like we see the need, they don't see the need. And I think that's the problem that we haven't figured out how to solve yet for ourselves because our services in general are fairly straightforward when you really break them down. And when we're talking with someone, we're like, oh, well, you could use this and you need this. And in order to do what you're trying to do, you need this. And they're like, uh, okay, I'll get back to you. And then they kind of ghost us. And so that's where we get stuck in the process is, you know, and maybe we're coming on, you know, too aggressively. Maybe we're like that guy who's trying to bubble up the email to the top of your inbox. Um, you know, maybe that's how people are perceiving us when, 
they just want to have a conversation and we're trying to provide solution after solution after solution. And as I'm saying it out loud, I realize how frustrating that can be because think about it outside of the context of being in a business and being in sales. And, you know, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Chris, but sometimes when you're reaching out to someone, you just want to talk. You're not looking for them to try to solve all of your problems. And so, you know, for example, if I say to you, you know what, Chris, I'm kind of having a bad day. The, you know, the, these three things have happened. Like, you know, my dogs are making me crazy. My, uh, the windows are falling apart on my house and, you know, I smashed up my car. That's a really bad day. Now you, Chris, where you sit, you're probably like, oh, well, I know how to fix all of those things. Well, guess what? I didn't ask you what the solution is. I just need someone to talk to. I just need someone to vent to. And as soon as you start providing me solutions, I get frustrated and don't want to talk to you anymore. So I wonder if that might be part of the problem with the sales process. This maybe how you know we approach it, how other people approach it. They're just looking for that like sounding board, that vent, and we're coming in hot saying, well, you could use an SEO on it. You could use this, you could use that. And then they're like, I, I didn't ask you for solutions. Please stop trying to fix everything for me. What do you think about that philosophy, Chris? I'm going to get into so much trouble here, but uh, I'm sure. <laughs> there is a very strong stereotype, which to me indicates there is some truth to it, that that is actually a cultural and gender-based thing. Um, when you, it's something that for one reason or another, the guys tend to do is like, okay, let me, let me just go in and fix things instead of saying, well, what exactly is the next action to take? One of the things that um, I learned in, in you know, uh, solution-based selling is ask somebody, hey, do you want help with that? Because the answer is no, then the conversation's over and, you're, and you're, you can escape to your next, more, you know, be more productive and, and do something else. Uh, but then also you know, like just ask people, well, what would you like help with? You know, one of the calls that we had recently that was a, a large uh, sale for us, I started off saying, so how can I help you? What, you know, do you, do you need help? Uh, and the person's like, yep, I need this, 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 and this. Like, great. I didn't have to sell them anything, right? <clears throat> I just had to listen, take notes and say, even you say yes or no, we can, you know, can we do this? And, you know, uh, we've gotten really good advice from our, our board member, uh, Ginny Dietrich about uh, when you're picking up the phone to call people, don't call them to sell them something, call them to listen, call them, say, Hey, what's going on? I just want to check in. I want to catch up with you. Um, and let them sell themselves uh, if there is, because you, you're, if you're calling them during the workday and using a calendaring system, it's not you know just a friendly call. It is always like, what do you need? But at the same time, it's not, hey, I've got these new things that I want to show you. It's like, no, what's going on? And if there is nothing to do, you don't, you don't do anything and you move on to the next call. So I don't disagree with the gender and culture comment. Um, and so I, that said, I will just kind of leave that there so that we don't get into a different, so we don't get off track. It's a different episode. Discussion. Yeah, that's a different episode. Um, you know, so what, a couple of things occur to me. So one, I wrote down the, as, cause I always have multiple documents open. I wrote down the, do you need help question, um, to think about in terms of qualifying questions. And then also it just occurs to me that, you know, in order to get more of the right 
leads into sort of our um, sales funnel, maybe we just ask everybody like, do you need help? And based on the responses, then we start pursuing and stop annoying people who don't want help. Let them self-select in um, and say, yes, I do need help. I don't quite know what, but I know I need something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it, it, one of the things we'd like to do as a company is, you know, send out like a, a sales email every now and again. And I think it'd be kind of funny to you know, just literally have it be oh, the most awkward sales email you'll get this this month. <laughs> it's just like, so what do you need help with? Do you need help? Um, but I think that's important because I know, you know, certainly one of the things that we've been taught as content marketers is, you know, constantly creating new content, constantly be creating, you know, stuff of value and things. And one of the side effects of that, and we see this a ton, is getting feedback people saying, no, I don't need anything. I just enjoy your content, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It's great because, you know, if we have mind share, then when, when the time comes when they do need help, they at least remember who we are. But I think it's also a valid strategy to ask people say, do you need help? If you don't need help, great. Please continue to enjoy the content. But if you do, mm -hmm. what is it? Right. And are you willing to talk with us about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they reply, then obviously the answer is implicitly yes. <laughs> if they ignore us, then that would be a, a, a no. Um, you know, I, well, I would disagree with you there. I think we need to do a test then. <laughs> I do think we need to do a test. And I think for those of you listening, don't be surprised when you see this email coming to your inbox. Um, but essentially, I think there's there's two questions. One is, do you need help? Someone can say yes to that question, but that doesn't mean that they want it from us. Right. And then the second question is, okay, you've identified that you need help. Would Do you want to set up a call with us in order to sort of figure out what that is? Because yeah, I can like kick and scream, you know, in my office and say, I need help. I can't lift this heavy box. And then the second my husband comes in, he's like, do you want help? I'm like, no, I got it. Like, <laughs> not that that scenario has ever happened, you know, but it's, we need to really be thinking about human behavior and human nature and not making assumptions. I think we need to give people as many opportunities to raise their hand as possible so that they feel comfortable going into the conversation. Exactly. You know, and having brands that this is where the power of brand matters, because mm -hmm. if the brand is known for being able to solve data problems, right. Um, and that helps to set some context around the do you need help question because I've gotten weird questions from folks in the past. I had one, a question from one person who was like, can you help me you know, make some decisions about some relationships? I'm like, no, I'm completely unqualified to answer <laughs> that question unless you want your relationships to be you know, that of somebody who has a number of disorders. Uh, so having the, the brand gives the context for, for the help mm -hmm. request. I would hope, and if it doesn't, then you have a branding problem. Right. So I think we've, I, you know, this has given me a lot of ideas, just sort of talking it through. And I think that that's one of the important things to remember too, is especially, you know, if you're a smaller business, like, don't be afraid to talk through, you know, these processes, you know, ask for help within your own organization, uh, even if it's just of one other person, because they're going to see things that you aren't. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you don't have that support network there, then go, you know, find there's so many communities to choose from, right? There's so many different places that you can go to ask for help. If you, uh, if you're so inclined, you need some much talk to go to a trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers. It's our free Slack group, you know, for the most part, except in the actual 
know, sales announcements channel. Uh, I'll try to sell you things, which is people asking for help. Like, hey, I need help with this thing. Does anyone know how to do this? <clears throat> um, you know, there's Facebook groups, there's Discord groups, there's, you, you name it. There's there's a place out there where you can you can ask somebody just to talk things through. In one of my writing groups, that we have an entire channel of just sort of brainstorming. It's like, hey, I'm stuck at this point in my story. You know, you, you, what would you do? How would you tackle it? And even if the suggestions don't help, sometimes mm -hmm. just talking through things gets your brain going separate. Like you were just saying, Katie. Well, and to that point, those are not openings for a hard sell. People are just, they want some suggestions. And so I think that as we're thinking through, you know, how we are, selling, you know, putting in quotation, selling to people, I think it's more about listening and taking information in versus Christia point pushing information out. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to go do something with all of this information. Excellent. And as always, here's the shameless plug. If you would like just to talk to somebody about the problems that you've got going on, let us know. Um, you can find us at trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast for this episode and many others. And if you just want to say, hey, can we chat? Uh, go to trustinsights.ai slash contact. You can reach us there. Uh, as always, we're in all the other places we mentioned and uh, look forward to having some interesting conversations, seeing what's going on in your world, because everybody's got a unique and, and fun and interesting uh, perspective on solving the problems that we all have. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.